E2i Design is a full solutions provider for all things audio, video, lighting, and broadcast. Whether it be design, installation, or offering gear for a great price, E2i Design supports you by providing the right tools for the job. Look them up on Facebook or Instagram at E2i Design or visit their website, E2iDesign.com. Each year, one in three seniors dies with Alzheimer's or another dementia. More than 6 million Americans are living with Alzheimer's. And in 2020, COVID-19 contributed to a 17% increase in Alzheimer's and dementia deaths. It kills more people than breast cancer and prostate cancer combined. In 2022, Alzheimer's and other dementias will cost the nation $321 billion. By 2050, these costs could rise to nearly $1 trillion. That's where you come in. The Walk to End Alzheimer's is an annual effort to raise awareness, defray costs, and and increase research funding of this deadly disease. Get involved by starting a walk team today. It's free and just might save a life. Find out more at alz.org. That's alz.org. Episode 211 of the Motor City HDJ podcast is avoiding disaster. And listen, as much as we try to achieve wedding day perfection, it doesn't always happen. I will tell you that I have seen it all almost uh, over the years. I have witnessed various disasters from wedding cakes that were damaged by two ton floral arrangements all the way up to over the top drunk brides getting cut off at their own weddings. Today's episode discusses how to disaster proof your wedding, avoid heartache and the headache. I've got a pretty solid list of the mistakes that couples make that usually end up causing Causing problems in one way or another. So we're going to do that today. Of course, don't forget about my sponsor, E2i Design. Find them on their website, e2idesign.com, or all of the social media at E2i Design. Episode 211, Avoiding Disaster. Can we do it? Well, here we go. It's another Motor City HDJ podcast day, and I'm here with you for another good one. Motor City, it's your DJ, Brett Cummins. And yeah, I am here today to help you avoid disaster. I have seen a lot over the years, and I realize that some things just never change. People just don't get it. They don't want to ask for help. They want to do it their way because it's their day, and I get it. But let me make it less painful for you today. We're going to talk about all of those things, avoiding disaster in just a minute, the last few weeks, October has been very fruitful for me. Let's go all the way back to the beginning. Sunday, October 2nd, I was headed to the Lansing Walk to End Alzheimer's when you were listening to that last episode. It was so great to be back with my friend Cammie Robinson, her committee, and all of the fantastic volunteers that make that event happen. Uh, just wonderful day. It had been a couple of years since I was able to do the Lansing Walk, so I was thrilled when my calendar was available to do that one. And we took over the Michigan State Capitol grounds, organized a fantastic event. We, we had food trucks and photo booths, cheer squads, drum lines, karate demonstrations, the purple dressed contests, and a flood of walkers to show their support for a world without Alzheimer's. Just inspiring stuff as always. This year's Lansing Walk host was Bob Hoffman of Fox 47 News in Lansing, and it was wonderful to get to meet him and talk with him about his Good Neighbors series, which highlights neighbors doing things in mid-Michigan neighborhoods. So if you're listening to this, you're in mid-Michigan, you can tune in to his Good Neighbors segment that airs Friday nights at 7 p.m. on Fox 47. And uh, yeah, Sparty also made an appearance, so I was able to snag a quick one with Sparty and give him my two cents about this year's season. Um, I just really hope that he communicates that conversation to the team sooner rather than later because, oh boy, uh, <laughs> MSU, come on now, you're breaking hearts. 
of course, uh, just a huge thank you to Lansing for having me back. I, I truly cannot wait for next year. Then Saturday, October 8th, my friends Cody and Megan were married at Freedom Hill Banquet Center in Sterling Heights. And cool story there, I got to meet Cody through his brother-in-law, Gary, many years ago while working at a lawn care company and through that, I played Gary's wedding where Cody was his best man. Actually, we we worked together too. So Gary and Cody and I all worked together. Um, but Cody was his best man at his wedding. And then it came time for Cody and Megan to get married. And so he gave me a call. I'll be candid. I always thought Freedom Hill was just a concert venue, but it has a wonderfully remodeled event space for weddings and other private functions. The ceremony was perfect. The night was a blast. And I was super humbled and honored to help Cody and Megan begin the next chapter of their lives together. Plus, it was just really good to see friends again. So congratulations to the two of them. Uh, the fun wouldn't stop there because it was a quick few hours nap, and then I was up and at it again Sunday, October 9th, for the Washtenaw County Walk to End Alzheimer's. My friend Sue Prin, her committee, and all of her amazing volunteers turned Ann Arbor's Pioneer High School into Walk Central. We had a fantastic view of the big house all morning, and the crowd came in huge numbers. Uh, which was really inspiring as well. So I was I was actually very fortunate enough, though, for that one to step in as MC and host, which was super special. And as walk season winds down, I just want to take a quick moment uh, to to say to all of you that support this cause by walking or donating or volunteering and advocating, you know, all of it counts. And hopefully, our efforts will one day lead to us living in a world without Alzheimer's. And um, you know, ultimately, that's the goal. Right. So uh, as a bonus, I mean, I should have a short recap video done by the end of the year. I'm just looking at things and trying to catch up on all these different media projects, but I should be able to post that to the Motor City HDJ website uh, linked through YouTube there. And then two Saturdays ago, I was back at Weber's Inn in Ann Arbor to play for Bailey and Alex and their family and friends. It was another perfect day with another great couple and their crew. And as fate would have it, their party ended up setting some records that day, ironically. So as I recall here, to the best of my knowledge, I believe their wedding set the record for the longest period of nonstop open dancing. And if math serves me, that was almost five hours, which is absolutely amazing. They literally kept me on my feet the entire time. So to Bailey and Alex, amazingly crazy, wonderful time. What a group and what a way to celebrate you too. So thank you for letting me be along. And then to wrap up the month of October, this past Sunday, I was back with my friends of the Frankenmuth Brewery to celebrate Caitlin and Mike as they said I do. And it was a refreshingly smaller crowd. Each wedding has its one element though that I take away as a distinct memory of working with that specific couple. And for these two, it would be their love of video games and the music from them. If you've never really paid attention to the music and video games, you're missing out. These two definitely, definitely took note of that. And they did a great job incorporating that into their ceremony, their cocktail hour, and even dinner. It was such a blast. So whew, I think I caught up with October, though. I think we've got everything. Uh, I think that was October in review. But yeah, busy, busy, busy in the month of October. And that's the way I like it. So with all that success and happiness, let's immediately shift gears and talk about disaster. Heck of a segue, huh? Uh, ironically, not much disaster. In fact, none from those um, yeah, those events that I was talking about. So I, I do want to talk about my experience, though, because most of the major disasters that I have seen at weddings have happened because a couple didn't think everything through. And what happens with disaster at events is that most events fall apart because of, of three 
really disasters that occur in three different categories. We're going to call one of them YGWYPF, which is you get what you pay for, right? YGWYPF. Then there's the MacGyver method and then wishy-washy syndrome, what I call wishy-washy syndrome. So I'll explain what I mean by this, but I would say that 99% of all wedding disasters are entirely preventable. You really do have the ability to control most everything on your wedding day. There are certain things you can't control. There are things that come up that are just going to be out of your hands. That's okay. For the most part, you can control the wedding experience on your day. So the stuff I will talk about today can be completely controlled by thinking ahead and planning for every possible circumstance. It's relatively easy to do these things. So away we go. The first thing I said, you get what you pay for. That's number one. And the reality is that weddings aren't cheap. We've talked about that ad nauseum on this podcast, but I will repeat this again. If you are planning a wedding, get ready to spend some money. Bottom line. All right. So there are several different ways you get what you pay for can come back to haunt a couple. The first one is that it is entirely possible to spend way too much money on one particular type of vendor. So because weddings are expensive, it's essential to set a budget. We all know that. If you set a budget, you're going to have an easier time spending the money, allocating the money to different things. I think that's a given, right? A mismanaged budget can genuinely make or break a wedding experience. And it's not the most exciting thing to think about when it comes to planning a wedding, but it certainly plays an important role when you start considering who you are going to hire to make your day special. The disaster comes when couples blow their entire budget on one vendor and then leave the other areas to suffer. So, you know, it, yes, it's cool to have a high quality five minute video reel of your big day in super 4K or 6K or 8K ultra high definition. But if your budget is $30,000 and you spend half of it on the videographer, that's a problem. Unless you're hiring Martin Scorsese to direct your wedding film, there's no reason to spend that much money on a videographer or one vendor, right? You want to consider all the people that it will take to pull this wedding day off before you get crazy spending the money. Now, the best way to plan safely, like most things, is to just make a list of the significant vendors you're going to need and go from there. If it's me, my short list of significant vendors would be the venue, the catering, if the venue doesn't include catering or food service, the entertainment, that's me, the bakery, the photographer, and maybe the videographer. I say maybe because as much as I love my videographer friends, all that money for a five-minute highlight reel doesn't always make sense for all couples, right? The goal is to make a budget and stick to that budget for each vendor you choose to avoid a big-time budget mistake. So second in this category, bottom line, being a cheapskate for your wedding will always end in heartache. Not sticking to a budget doesn't mean you should go bottom barrel for every vendor that you choose. And I'll just say I've seen some awful wedding cakes and horrendous chair covers in my day because people didn't budget for them, <laughs> you know, or they just kind of let that one, you know, be the afterthought. But here's the deal. Pinching pennies with vendors is an excellent way to lower your standards on a day when you deserve to be treated like royalty. Selecting the people you work with solely on the price doesn't get you that treatment. And I'll be candid. Like, I know I'm not the cheapest entertainment in town. I also know that Motor City HDJ is not the most expensive entertainment in town. And see, the, the way I do things is that as far as my pricing model, I have chosen to research hundreds of other mobile DJ companies that compare in the scope of what they offer. And I landed on a price point that's fair, reasonable, and honest. 
You see, I don't offer packages. I don't complicate my services. And I know that I'm worth the investment that I charge. I also know that DJs, as an example, are a dime a dozen and that any fresh-faced kid with a controller wants to make a quick 500 bucks. I get it. We all start somewhere, but you want to work with a company that provides the service you need, that treats the clients the right way, and always does the right thing. A high-quality vendor is reputable and reliable. The question, the big question when you consider a vendor to work with, and I hate that word, by the way, I've talked about that. What do other people and other entities say about that vendor? All right. It's okay if your budget is tight. If that's the case, if you want to ensure you hire quality vendors, focus on hiring the most important ones first. If food is most important to you, set aside a more considerable amount for that and then do the math for the areas that aren't as essential. All right. Which leads me to the third way that you get what you pay for can haunt couples. It's called the DIY trap, right? Many couples think that doing everything themselves will save them money. And I'm going to give you some truth here. You ready? It won't save you money. It's going to cost you more. I've seen it repeatedly. DIY weddings that don't involve professionals rarely succeed and can cost even more money and more time than the couple initially intended. You know, DIY is okay to do with smaller tasks like decorating the space or making smaller floral arrangements. But even for the most DIY crafty couples, certain things are tough to accomplish without a working knowledge of the industry. I'll give you a glaring example. All right. How about the DIY bar? Everyone knows, or at least everyone should know, that you can walk into Costco without a membership. You can buy all the liquor on your own. And then you could just have a couple of friends who you know that bartend at your local watering hole run your bar and they're, you know, they're going to survive off tips all night long, what have you. Without a doubt, having friends bartend for you, they will most likely be heavy handed and run through your booze with lightning speed. Even worse, there's a good chance they're going to overserve people. Okay? The DIY bar, that's one example. How about the DIY wedding cake? An elegant wedding cake, even if it's just for show, is the staple dessert of all weddings. And we get it. You watched a couple of baking courses on YouTube and now you're the cake boss, right? Putting a wedding cake together you think is simple, but really it's way more complicated than most people would consider. So multi-tiered wedding cakes, right? They take a ton of time to create. And, and baked goods can go awry, especially if the person baking them does it as a hobby and not as a profession. The wedding cake will be on display for everyone to see, so leave that one to a professional as well. Couples fall into the other DIY traps as well, right? DIY food, DIY photography, DIY entertainment. You know, the DIY, DIY food, as an example, it may be possible to achieve DIY food uh, service if your wedding is under 50 people. That would make sense to me, right? Smaller group, not not too much to feed 50 people or so. But trying to cater anything larger than that on your own is a huge task, and it's not one that you should be tackling on your wedding day. The amount of planning that goes into a giant catering order is enough to make anyone anxious. And this is another thing that you should leave to the pros. DIY photography is in the same boat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. We all know a guy with a fancy camera, but don't leave the preservation of the memories of one of the biggest days of your life up to a friend of a friend or even your guests and their iPhone cameras. Not not everyone has an iPhone Pro whatever, right? Professional photographers have years of experience capturing these perfect moments that you will cherish for the rest of your lives. They know what works and you should leave this one to them as well. And definitely... 
Don't get me started again about DIY entertainment. <laughs> I mean, I dedicated an entire podcast episode to why that's a bad idea. Uh, earlier in this season, actually, check out episode 206 called Weddings in the Stream. You'll hear all of my thoughts there. Hire a DJ, especially Motor City HDJ. Moving on. Another area of disaster involves what I call the MacGyver method. Now, I'm going to sound like a super old man here, despite only being 42, but back when I was growing up, <laughs> we all looked up to this handsome, sandy blonde fellow named MacGyver, and he was this 80s action TV show icon that would take a stick of gum, a hairpin, and a match and somehow make explosive out of that material, <laughs> right? He always had a backup plan, an escape route, or you know, he always knew how to handle every situation. And that's another thing I see missing from my weddings in this day and age, which I'm calling the MacGyver method, okay? Before you dive headfirst into your wedding day, ask yourself, do I have a contingency? Really, seriously ask yourself, are you prepared for the worst case scenario? Because the reality is that even though you've planned out this perfect day, sometimes the unexpected can happen. It could be a minor thing, like a button missing from the bustle of a dress. It actually happened a couple weeks ago. It could be as big as a vendor just not showing up altogether. I've seen cakes be totally absent from wedding day. You need to be ready for any circumstance. For weddings in Michigan, having an awareness of the weather forecast is a good MacGyver method. It's not easy to think that your outdoor ceremony or reception could be ruined by rain, but you need to know these things. And you're not going to like this, but my general rule about Michigan weather is that if the forecast shows a 25% or better chance of rain, you should be ready to move that ceremony indoors. Okay? If your entire reception is outside or tented, you'll need to get serious about what to do if a tornado touches down three miles from your event space. Oh, yeah, that happened to me. Again, a previous episode I talked about this, but I played a wedding in White Lake on a day when Michigan's weather just didn't want to cooperate. Just as we started open dancing, someone approached me with their phone and showed me the weather radar. It was looking pretty nasty. And they wanted me to communicate to everybody else that information. The first question I asked to this person was, where should I send people if it gets dicey? And, and that was the most crucial part of avoiding disaster there. No matter what, to me, safety is paramount. And, and the safety of you and your wedding guests should be more important than my equipment. And it is. I can always get new gear, no problem. You can't replace a life, all right? You should also, you know, weather is a big thing, but you should also prepare yourself for literal wardrobe malfunctions. Have a plan if a veil rips a la Pam Beasley or a button falls off a rented tux or a button falls off the back of a bustle like it happened two weeks ago. When buttons fall off, I actually can come to the rescue as your DJ. Now, why would I need to do that? Well, I carry a sewing kit with me. A button for the, the bride's bustle fell off. I was able to step in and save the day. So if it happens to you, will you be ready? That's a question you need to ask yourself. Then there are the ever-present timing issues. They, they happen regularly. Timing, the way things are timed, the, you know, uh, are we going to start on time? Is it going to run late? Those things happen all the time. And I talk about them in almost every episode of this show. And it is no secret that guests sometimes view the time that you have told them to be there 
as a suggestion, right? You put it on the wedding invitation. They're like, yeah, the ceremony starts at 430. We'll just be there at 445, right? So when that happens, now everybody else has to wait for them to get where they need to be. Everything starts to fall behind schedule. And it's a common problem. I promise you that you're not alone. Weddings, they can run late for various things, but this is the number one offender. It's also why I try to arrive at a a wedding venue two hours before anything starts. By giving myself enough time, I have extra time built in should something go awry. And and you should consider that too. The big thing for me, though, the problem with this is, especially with a wedding ceremony, if people are showing up late and we're trying to get you and your family and your, your wedding party down the aisle and they're still walking in the door, I literally cannot, we cannot get you through the door if they're walking in the door at the same time. We don't want to take the focus away from you. So... That's one of those things that we have to avoid or at least try to avoid. And, you know, it happens. Uh, it's, it's one of those things that you just can't account for because people just make up their own minds about what they want to do. Honorable mention, as far as this goes, uh, family drama, right? I, I don't really see a whole lot of it these days, but in the age of blended families, right, step parents and all that, arguments and blowups are bound to happen. Um, you know, the weird thing about this is that people tend to be on their best behavior, on a wedding day, right? So there's a lot of this like soap opera fakeness in communication that tends to happen. But the moment that alcohol and emotions enter the mix, it can be a recipe for disaster. The thing for you as the couple is regarding the drama, if you're the newlywed, stay out of it. Do not get involved. This is your day. So get someone else to handle it. Just worry about having a good time and leave the bouncing up to someone else. That's not for you to handle. All right. So that is the MacGyver method. Finally is wishy-washy syndrome, and it is the final way to avoid disaster. It is a self-evaluation, and I call it wishy-washy syndrome. One thing that bothers me most in life is meeting someone that's so indecisive that it affects everyone and everything around them. Now, I'm not talking about the conversations that couples have where you fight about or just can't make up your mind about where you're going to eat or what movie you're going to see. I'm talking about flaking out on the major decisions that could affect the entire wedding experience. For example, not even making an attempt to understand the planning process is an area where a bride or groom can develop this condition. Most people don't have experience with wedding planning. And that's totally understandable. But if you decide to take on this adventure, you need to at least try to wrap your head around the risks and the rewards. One way is with the checklist of people that are involved in a day like this. It is pretty extensive. And I totally get that it can be overwhelming to think about how many people are going to have a hand in this day. But if you and your partner don't sit down and do the work ahead of time, researching, understanding the process, it could take forever to get everything planned for your big day. Even worse, you will have put it off because you couldn't make the simplest of decisions, and then you'll get down to the wire with nothing to show for it. So while it's not necessarily practical or necessary for everyone, a great way to avoid disaster in this area is to hire a wedding planner that can alleviate this problem. We've already met my friend Danielle of Fututini Events. You can reach out to her. She's a great person to talk about regarding what it's going to take to execute the perfect day. 
or near perfect day. She can even help you make decisions based on your vision. Okay, so a wedding planner is a great way to avoid disaster in this area. Of course, there's also crowdsourcing. It's everywhere these days. You, you can also lean on people that have gone through the process before. Facebook is full of them. There are pages upon pages of folks just itching to share their wedding planning experiences, good or bad. Going deeper on the flakiness of wishy-washy syndrome, you know, checking things off a list is great, but but rushing through it is not. Rushing those decisions is not. Making, you know, just choosing the first person that makes it sound like it's a good thing. Listen, I talk to couples all the time. Obviously, that's how I get my business. When you reach out to me, we have a conversation over the phone. I do not let you make a decision about me and Motor City HDJ unless we have had a chance to meet face-to-face or virtually. That is how I can avoid or help you avoid flaking out on the decision or just jumping at the first great thing you hear. Yes, I say a lot of things that sound really, really good because they're true, but I always encourage people to do their research, to make an informed decision about who they're going to hire for their mobile DJ entertainment. I've been lucky enough that I've listened to the other guys, I know what they're saying, and I just do the opposite of those things, right? But for someone making that decision for the first time, they don't know the things that I do. So yeah, make an informed decision, okay? When you rush through the planning process, you end up flaking out on the important stuff, like reading through vendor contracts or vendor agreements, not understanding how much money you need to give at point A or point B or point C. When we flake out, we miss things, All right. Pay attention to the little details along the way throughout this planning process. As far as the last thing I've kind of identified regarding this condition just comes down to passiveness and it kind of goes along with indecisiveness. But if you're going to plan an epic party for yourself, you should be willing and able to make those decisions for yourself. Take control. Be assertive. Don't just pass other things off because you don't feel like dealing with them. And I hear this a lot when it comes time for couples to make decisions about the food, for instance, right? Uh, A a big mistake couples make during wedding planning is not actually attending a food tasting or, or even sampling the food ahead of time. Before making the decision of the caterer, you know, yeah, so and so is a great. So we hired him. Okay, not everyone loves asparagus, right? So this amazing filet that they serve with asparagus and potatoes wasn't something you wanted. I can't begin to tell you the conversations I've had with couples on the day of their wedding where they comment to me on how they should have chosen something different for the meal. I never complain, right? If I'm getting a free meal, (laughs) I'm just thankful that you're feeding me on that day. You've got to be able to make an informed decision. What if the cake, uh, as an example, another thing, cake tasting, right? What if you wanted cream cheese frosting and this baker, for whatever reason, doesn't use cream cheese frosting, but they told you that they did? There's no way to know. You know, things like that can happen. But if you're not making informed decisions, if you're just being passive and, and, you know, putting the decisions on other people, you're going to be disappointed, okay? You're not all A-list celebrities, all right? You're, you're going to have to make some decisions for yourself. You can't be passive and just shove things off on other people, all right? So there you have it. Those are my surefire ways to avoid disaster on your wedding day. Again, you get what you pay for, okay? If you're going to skimp out on things, you're going to get a skimped out experience. If you take some time to think about where your money's going, you're actually going to see a return on your investment in those areas. 
All right. Uh, DIY, I, my personal feeling about DIY is don't do it. It works for some people. Great. For the most part, it's not going to work for everybody. Hire professionals to do what you need to have done on your wedding day. Uh, the MacGyver method, yeah, have a backup plan. I literally bring every piece of equipment that I own with me just for that reason. So have a backup plan, be it an alternate ceremony site because of bad weather or a sewing kit for a dress. Always be ready for the unexpected. And then wishy-washy syndrome. Be ready to make decisions about your big day. This is your day. No one else can tell us what you're thinking. Okay? We have to hear it from you. We have to know what you're thinking. You have to communicate those things clearly. All right? Obviously, hiring me in Motor City HDJ will help you eliminate disaster in at least one area. I like to think that I have uh, controlled most of those things on my end. I've implemented a lot of these methods. So you've already got that going for you when you bring me and Motor City HDJ on board. All right? So thank you for tuning in to another one. Remember, just be kind, love each other, and Motor City, until next time. Motor City.